0: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere.
1: Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Blue Jays reporter, Gregor Chisholm. And, Gregor, a tough loss on Wednesday afternoon, wrapping up a series with the Giants. Obviously, the Blue Jays battle back to tie a game that they trailed early on. uh, And then you never want to lose a game the way they did. How much of a a mental hit did it take to lose on a walk-off walk? You
0: know, I, I thought it was going to be a little bit more demoralizing for that team, but actually walking into that clubhouse after the game, I think guys, for the most part, were pretty happy. Uh, I mean, they obviously weren't happy about the loss, but they were happy about the fact that you know th- they were trailing 4-1 uh, going into the eighth inning, rallied for two runs that inning, and then and then tied it in the ninth. And I think they're also pretty happy that they, they're leaving San Francisco winners of two or three. So obviously coming back and winning in extra innings would have been, Kind of the you know the cherry on top, um, but there wasn't quite as much disappointment as I thought. I think they, they, for the most part they accepted
1: it. Yeah, the West Coast trip—if you can get through that and, and take two or three against a good Giants ball club—that's obviously overall uh, a positive thing. We got to talk about Jay Happ, Gregor, because yeah. this guy has been unbelievable. Uh, he's been the ace as far as the Blue Jays go. I think so far this season, five and zero oh now, a two point oh five ERA, and he's starting to look like that guy that's going to be on on the All Star team. Uh, come July. What's the difference been between J-Hap as a Blue Jay in 2016 and the J-Hap that was a Blue Jay from 2012 to 2014?
0: I mean, he really does look like a completely different pitcher. and uh, You know, I think it's kind of probably time to stop being surprised and start raising the expectations because he's been so good for so long. I mean, this is a run of 17 starts now going back to pittsburgh where he's allowed three runs or less so uh, i mean he's about as consistent as it possibly gets you know i i, I think the big difference for him is he's been more aggressive in the strike zone uh, he's got a better tempo on the mound he's not overthinking things like he used to do like he used to you know seem to he would walk around the mound uh you know seem to take like 15 20 seconds between every pitch and really overthink everything i think he got into his own head a little bit And I think when he went to Pittsburgh with the pitching coach there, I think they really uh, worked together on the mental side of the game. And then you add in some of the mechanics, you add in some of the the two seamers that he's been throwing to really increase his ground ball rate. And it's led to a lot of success. success. And suddenly that three-year, $36 million contract he signed in the offseason, which was highly criticized at the time, uh, looks like a bargain right now.
1: Yeah, unbelievable bargain. And you mentioned some of the numbers. Since August 14th of last year, his ERA 1-6-8, which is actually the second best in the bigs behind Jake Arrieta. And then he's also the first Blue Jay to be 5-0, I think, since Roger Clemens went 11-0 back in 1997. So great stuff and, and something that they certainly needed because we talked the whole offseason about did they do enough to improve this rotation? Uh, maybe we didn't give the signing of Jay Happ enough credit when it happened because he's been – Unbelievable so far. Um, when you look at this offense, obviously they, they've hit, and we we knew they would hit. But um, Troy Tulowitzki off to a slow start. Uh, he's a guy who didn't hit great when he came over to Toronto late last season. He did homer on Tuesday. How is he as far as when you talk to Tulowitzki, Does he feel like it's coming?
0: You know, he's he's definitely frustrated. And I, and I think he's been around for such a long period of time that he's smart enough to know that you know, he doesn't buy into the, the fact that just because he has one good day at the plate doesn't mean that he's all the way back. Uh, I think he's realistic with himself, and he knows that he has a long way to go. And uh, you know, and Just talking with him this week, he's trying to do everything that he possibly can, extra video, extra BP. Uh, sometimes he'll take a, a day off, a mental day off, seeing if that will do anything. Uh, but so far, nothing has really worked. We've seen the power a little bit this year uh, you know the periodic home runs and you know kind of leads everyone to think well is this the time that he's going to uh, jump out and really put something together? the other but so far the consistency just hasn't been there and he's had a lot of trouble uh, catching up to the high fastball and even more surprising to me uh, is that the, the issues seem to have carried over into the field lately as well I mean this is a guy who started his career uh, with the Blue Jays 59 errorless consecutive games uh, and now he's made six since uh, since late April. So it, it, it's been a battle for him on both sides of the field.
1: Yeah, he needs to get it going, certainly, for this team uh, if they're going to get to where they want to go this season. Uh, Brett Cecil's a guy who's struggled, obviously, in the bullpen, Gregor. Uh, 0-5 of 5-5-9, I think that was heading into, into yesterday. And now he's going to become the lefty specialist instead of one of those late-inning guys. Is Cecil, he started slow a year ago and then went on that tremendous run. Uh, Is he just a slow starter? I mean, is the team confident that at some point this season it's going to click for Cecil and he'll get back to the way he's been uh, for the second half of last season?
0: Yeah, I think so. And it just seems like I've been covering Cecil for a long time, and it seems like there's always a story like this every single year. Uh, it just seems to follow that pattern. And so I would be surprised if you know if we're not talking in, in August and September and, and not talking about how Brett Cecil has gone on a very big run. He's been backed out of roles before. Uh, he's been backed out of this role for a little bit. I think you're still going to see him against some tough lefties because the Blue Jays don't really have much of a choice in that regard. Uh, but he's not going to be necessarily that one-inning setup guy Uh, that the Blue Jays thought he would be at the start of the year. The the one interesting thing about him uh, this year is that his stuff does seem pretty good right now. Last year he had the drop in velocity. He was really overcompensating uh, to make up for that, and so his fastball was all over the place uh, because he was overthrowing. Uh, This year the velocity has been fine. Uh, The curveball was a little shaky early on, but but he's since kind of tightened that up, and, uh, you know, it's, Fans don't want to hear this, but there's been a lot of uh, bad breaks in his part, too. And I don't think he's pitched as as badly as the numbers would suggest in his case.
1: They are going to get some help in the bullpen somewhat soon. I think Aaron Loop, ready to begin uh, his assignment as far as rehab goes on Saturday. He's been missing since spring training. How big a lift is he going to bring this team when he comes back to the pen?
0: Yeah, you know, I I think they'll take any kind of reinforcements at this point in time because really – John Gibbons is, is basically you know, using a, a rotation there, where he's waiting for someone to, to possibly step up and, and start uh, eating some high leverage innings. And uh, you know, Loop's coming off a bit of a disappointing season last year, um, so that I, you have to temper your expectations a little bit. Uh, but he he can be a useful piece down there, and there's no question that Jays need a second reliable lefty, especially when. Uh, Cecil's struggling but even when Cecil's out of the best you need you need a second option down there and the Blue Jays have been kind of lacking in that uh, so far they thought Franklin Morales was going to be that guy after Loop went down in spring training but you know he lasted all of a week in the big leagues before uh, he went down with a shoulder injury so I think either of those guys whichever one Morales or Loop comes back first will have an opportunity to lock down that role uh, at this point in time it seems like it's a loop and, and he can be helpful.
1: Cool story for the Blue Jays uh, off the field this week, Gregor. Uh, Marcus Stroman uh, is actually going to get a chance to walk, I guess, at Duke. As far as graduation goes, he went to Duke, uh, obviously left early when he was drafted into Major League Baseball. But here's a situation where uh, he's going to walk with graduation. This probably wouldn't be happening now if not for the injury, right? Because when he was out with the ACL a year ago, he, uh, he took a lot of time rehabbing and also went back to school a little bit, right? Am I correct in that?
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. That's exactly what he did. And, and you know, just talking to him yesterday about this, you know, he said, you know, I, n- I never thought I would say I was thankful for, for tearing my a- ACL, but in a way I kind of am. And, and the reason he, he feels that way is, you I know, mean, obviously there's the great story on the field. He made the remarkable uh, comeback uh, using some of the, the top physicians – you know, in the world at Duke University uh, to get him back on the field and, and returning in September and then becoming, uh, you know, a big part of the postseason. Uh, but then he was also able to uh, go back and get his degree. And that's something that he promised his mother, uh, promised his family, you know, back in 2012 when he left early, uh, one year early uh, because of the MLB draft, uh, you know, something that was very important to his family all along. And, uh, he recognized that and he was talking about the regret that he was going to have that, you know, that he probably wasn't going to be able to go back and get his degree until his late 30s when his playing career was, career was over. Uh, and he didn't really want to be one of those guys who did that. Uh, but you know, last year he had the opportunity. Now luckily enough for him, uh, his starts lined up kind of perfectly, uh, pitching in San Francisco and then not pitching until the middle of next week. So this gives him an opportunity. He's going to just temporarily leave the team on Saturday, uh, fly to North Carolina, to go to Duke, and, and then he'll uh, and then he'll rejoin the team uh, after his Sunday graduation.
1: Great stuff for him, and, and we certainly congratulate him get to get that done when really he didn't need to. A major league pitcher who's making got to make a lot of money, but he gets that degree as well, and from Duke no less. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Blue Jays edition for Gregor Chisholm. I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next week.